Hello, everyone. Welcome to episode four of Snap Aim Podcast. It's been a minute since I've done this. I feel really bad, but I ended up kind of taking an unintentional break during Thanksgiving time, and then it just kind of kept steamrolling. So unfortunately, that's what happened. But I am going to do my very best to keep this updated, um, even during the holiday season, because I am not going anywhere for Christmas. So maybe we could do like a nice little like Christmas specific episode. That'd be kind of cool. But yeah, so... We are going to be discussing why I gave Warzone an 8 in my IGN review today. And I'm also going to talk about how Fortnite just continues to impress in the Battle Royale field. And then I want to talk about High on Life and my original impressions on the game so far, which I've gotten three hours of gameplay in. And it's not a very long game, but there's a lot that you can actually stumble across, which is really cool. So we're going to go ahead and get into it. So starting off with Warzone. I want to remind y'all that I did not like the original Warzone. Um, I actually really liked Blackout way better. I, something about being able to pick up attachments, the way that everything was set in that Battle Royale. I was like, okay, yeah, this feels like a Battle Royale. Um, but when I played Warzone, the original, when it came out, I was like, this doesn't feel like a Battle Royale. It feels like an extended version of Call of Duty, like a game mode of Call of Duty. But it feels like... I don't know, an extended multiplayer mode because you could still re revive your teammates. You could come back, respawn um, so many times, especially with the buy stations. But once I got used to the fact um, that it was its own unique experience, I think I realized that it works as a battle royale. But my initial impressions were just, mm, I miss, I miss Blackout. This is weird. So I will say I still don't like how long Warzone matches are because now, I mean, there's up to 150 players per lobby in any mode, which if you're playing solos, that is a lot. I had to do solos recently because if you get top 20 in solos, you get a raid assignment, which unlocks a raid that you can then go in and do that PVE event. But um, yeah, that was, that was one of the harder ones. It was fine. I mostly just stuck to my own uh, areas made sure to use all my killstreaks and such, uh, UAVs to make sure I was safe. And like, honestly, the gunplay in Warzone is pretty easy. Like, m Call of Duty is not really a difficult shooter to play. It's just that the people who play are really, really good, right? People spend a lot of time mastering different weapons and such, which by the way, I was doing that this weekend um, because it is double XP and free weekend and shipment 24 seven came out. So that is a fantastic way to level and get your gold camel skins, which I actually have three now. I have one for the Bryson shotgun, one for the Fennec SMG and for the signal sniper, which is amazing. I have never gotten a gold camo in any Call of Duty game. And I never cared enough, but then this time around, I was like, well, I'm actually playing Warzone, so why not? So anyways, I got off track there, but yeah, so Warzone 2.0, I was like, okay, this feels like an extension of Warzone 1. Obviously a few things have been changed. I don't know why they decided to use the backpack system. Um, it's being able to go from medium to large, like having to upgrade. I'm already not a huge fan of the backpack system in Battle Royales, like Apex, I complain a lot about that. Um, I feel like there should be a, a way for you to craft larger backpacks or at least buy them. Like in in, um, in Warzone, I do believe you can buy them, but it like rotates what you can buy. And in Apex, it also rotates what you can craft that week. So it's a little interesting. 
but I don't like that system. And also the fact that you have to individually click on things in, you have to click into the backpack and then you have to empty it out in order to get the weapon that's in there. And it's a little wonky, it's not perfect. And I haven't seen a lot of updates roll out with Warzone that kind of fix these little issues. But hopefully we do because we've been seeing a lot of updates. But that was a big reason why Warzone lost points for me. And of course, there are some lagging issues, but that's with any multiplayer game now, I guess. And I didn't really like the way that it took a couple of days for the game to even be playable after launch. So that was a big reason on why my review was delayed, which a lot of people are like, well, where's the review? Why is it like so late? And I'm like, well, it took some time to get into it. And then the holidays hit, like Thanksgiving hit and no one was around. So it was pretty tough, but the issues did kind of iron out. It is still weird that every time I load into the game, whether it's multiplayer or Warzone, it takes at least one game for my entire game to actually settle and give me a solid, consistent FPS and not jitter every time. It's really weird. But like clockwork, after the first game, it's usually fine. I can go to playing it like nothing ever happened, which is great. But when I, when I initially wrote the review, my coworkers who were helping me, you know, revise the review, like explain my views, they pointed out that it sounded more like it was going to be a seven than an eight. But I was like, well, okay, maybe I'm being more critical. When I write, I do like to point out in depth the things that I don't like and the things that I do like. But um, in this case, I the, the things that I spoke about in depth were negative because there was just so much more to explain about it. So we had to rewrite some of the stuff to make it sound like, to make to make it understandable why I was talking about these things. So yeah, I, I, I don't know. It's really interesting some of the things that Warzone tries to incorporate. The biggest reason why Warzone wasn't a seven was proximity chat. I honestly didn't think proximity, proximity chat was going to be really fun for me, but once I started playing, I realized that proximity chat is actually really, really fun. And people were actually not uncivilized. They were pretty nice. I mean, yeah, you had some people who like wouldn't hold up their end of the bargain, but it's like, it's a it's a battle royale, right? I don't expect everyone to be like, yeah, yeah, join our team. Or like, yeah, 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 we, we agree to, you know, stop ceasefire. Like, obviously I don't expect everyone to actually hold up that end of the deal. But the fact that that was an option was really cool. I did end up getting, uh, I, I didn't get this footage for the review, but I did end up getting a gulag match where everyone chose they're like hey hey you, you want to fight the jailer we're like yeah, yeah yeah let's do it you stay on your side we'll stay on our side no one shoot each other we shoot him we did that and it was awesome like everyone actually went for the main objective and it was really cool we were like yeah yeah have a good game see you later it was really cool i liked it i also don't like the gulag system which i explained this in the video and the review as well it's the 2v2 doesn't make a lot of sense when you're playing in solos either so the whole fact that it's a 2v2 is really weird. You have to rely on a random person. And I understand that because they're using proximity chat, they want this idea of like a social thing to really pop up in the game. But I didn't like it. I don't like the 2v2. And also every time I play Gulag, I've, I can count on one hand how many times I've gotten a different weapon other than the pistol. And even then it's just like a shotgun. It's so strange. I really don't like it. I really want gunfight to be back in the game because it was so, it was so fun. Like the TV2 was really competitive. I love that. But 
this gulag system is really disappointing and that's also another reason that i i docked a point from my review because it doesn't feel like the previous Warzone, which i really liked you have to rely on yourself it was like a very small map and your weapon weaponry changed every time but every time i go to Warzone, or every time i go to the gulag now it's the same pistol it's the same gear and i'm like this is really disappointing um also it's it's just really interesting that you can pick up a three vest in there but you can't level it up like you can't actually um put armor plates on so it's just for you to collect and drop back into the map with if you win granted it's pretty cool but i feel like the victor should be rewarded that uh just at the end for winning just because like you don't give us any other weapons to use why am i constantly spawning back in especially halfway through the match with just a pistol it's awful just give me a random set of weapons to at least drop into the map with so that was a big thing that i uh, did not like and also the map was very bland not that that was a big honestly the map wasn't a huge thing for me uh in terms of in terms of scoring but i did want to point out that it looked very like plain i have my favorite pois that i like to land i like to land um turok village which is really fun but that's about it like it's it's the layout of the map is a little bit boring but it's based off of like a realistic sort of city right so i'm like all right i get it it's fine whatever the water is really cool which is again a point up to the review which is why i liked it because you're able to just traverse around with any method you want which is amazing that's great i i really liked that you have the freedom to do what you want in the game i guess i will say though that the contracts in warzone 2.0 they're a little lacking like i don't find myself doing that because you can just run around collect stuff go to strongholds and get money and you can just buy whatever you want or you can kill people and get money and it, you don't have to do the contracts like yes some of the contracts give you intel but honestly like you don't have to do that so it is a little interesting i think 150 players are a lot especially for this big map and the circle split is really cool i do love that especially when it splits into three and then it totally converges it holds that shape as it converges into one circle i like that and then the end circle constantly moving so people have to move i love that that is that was a huge plus i was like more battle rails need to do this because this is really cool apex would do really well from that because it's just one of those things where you know people are going to be camping in the final circle holding different points and you're just like uh, i don't think i want to do this fight i know how this goes we have to if you're not there first you're you're gonna die because everyone's camped out and they have everything to hold you out with so while yes that takes some sort of strategizing i do love the fact that the last circle in warzone is just a mad scramble you have to constantly move back and forth to where the circle is going to go and you have no idea where it's going to go you don't have a scan legend that's going to tell you hey it's going to be here and I really like that. So I thought that they did a lot of good things, but they also did some things that were a little questionable, like the armor and the backpack system where you have to upgrade it. It is a little weird. I do like that you're still able to respawn your teammates pretty far into the match. But again, each match takes so long. It takes 30 minutes just to get it down to like half the lobby. And I know they introduced Mini Royale which is really good. It's like half the people, half the map, and it's much faster. So it's like twice the speed, which is great. So this is, this review wasn't even talking about the new updates that came out. This was just about the base game, which I think I also gave it an eight because I realized that Warzone is constantly updating stuff and Warzone originally had a bunch of collabs too. So the only other 
uh, battle royale that I really think of major collabs with is Fortnite, which we'll talk about later. But, you know, it's, it's one of those things where it's really nice to know that your game is being looked at, updated. Obviously, there's some things that got messed up, like with the previous update. Buy stations got cut in half, but then they brought them back and, you know, they're working out on balancing. So I understand that. But, you know, it's, it's really nice to know that the company is looking at that game as a major game. And they're just like, yeah, we need to constantly update this. Live service games? very hard to deal with and very hard to keep up with so it's really nice to see that um constantly being updated and i started paying attention to the pat patch notes with warzone and there's a lot that they do fix especially with the weapons but they it's interesting because they have to balance it across the um modern warfare and warzone so it, it is a little interesting to uh keep an eye on that uh, Doidle Walk in chat asks, do you think that the map design is partially a consequence of needing to design a lot of PvE stuff too? I think so. There are a lot of buildings. Uh, so I've noticed because I like to land in Turok Village, which is right above the oil site. I've noticed that there, I like landing there because there is guaranteed a stronghold in one of two buildings. And it's really, really easy to tell. Like when you land, it's, it's like, oh, it's one of these two. And it's great. I love that doesn't change um and of course these two buildings also also have to be able to hold a bunch of enemies right because that might turn into a fortress who knows in the middle of the match so i think it does have a lot of the pve elements built into it especially since it also has to hold dmz so oh dmz is also another reason why i gave the game an eight because warzone and dmz are in the same mode basically so i had to lump them in and DMZ definitely brought the score up a lot because it has a lot more replayability than Warzone because Warzone can get pretty tiring. You don't want to constantly be spawning in to like 150 players and being like, oh my God, I waited like 40 minutes and there's still 40 people alive. Like this is going to take forever. So yeah, I, I mean, again, I think the map design is a little bland, but there are lots of different ways for you to traverse, which probably was accounting for the AI because you can traverse through water, which is really great. You can get away from major cities that way. You can also take to the air. You can drive, which is great, but also like it's the loudest way to transport. So it's interesting, but the buildings are definitely PVE focused because you can tell how many buildings were like made bigger to like account for um, like strongholds, AI and strongholds. Um, the fact that in DMZ, they keep dropping off enemies in helicopters and same with Warzone. Once you find a fortress, there are constantly AI coming in. So it is really cool that they've been able to make their buildings bigger and accommodate for the AI and PVE stuff, but it's still kind of bland. <laughs> like the backgrounds and environment, I, I wish we're a little bit more varied. Um, and I used this in my review, you know, like Fortnite always has different, like, different environments like snowy area i don't know like bouncy house area or whatever um but i also pointed out in apex world's edge has so many different climates in one match and there's even like lava in there so i was like oh you know this would have been nice in warzone but i also again going back to the fact that they wanted to make it like a realistic location i get it it's fine i understand so it's one of those things where i was like it would have been nice but you know i get it it's a military sim <laughs> Um, but I think the main reason I gave it an 8 instead of a 9 or a 10, which I gave Apex a 9, and I gave Apex Mobile an 8, because it was okay, but it definitely had a lot of flaws. It's 
so the reason I gave Apex Legends Mobile an 8 is because no one ever plays it like an actual Battle Royale with teammates. And that sucks. It takes away from the original experience. It's fine to like, it's a mobile game. Not a lot of people are going to play it, but there's still a pretty big player base that does. So, you know, that was for them. Uh, with Warzone 2.0 being an 8, I deducted points from the new looting system, which seems, which is just inconvenient sometimes. Uh, I took away from, a little bit from the performance, honestly, because it took like three, four days for me to actually get good game good game time in because it just was not workable. Um, I gave it extra points for prox chat, which is amazing. It makes the game feel so much more alive. Like all the people that you're playing against, you feel like they're actually people and you feel like they're fellow soldiers on the battlefield, which is amazing. It is an experience you don't really get. Now it was pointed out to me that PUBG has proximity chat now, which is fine, but like I, I grew out of PUBG, so I haven't played in forever. And Prox Chat here just works really well just because there's such a big audience for Call of Duty and it works because their population is huge. So you get so many different characters, so many different personalities in one lobby, and it's really, really fun. I, I really enjoy it. Uh, another plus, DMZ, really fun to go in. I didn't even talk about this mode in, in depth, but it's really fun. It's Escape from Tarkov, but Call of Duty, but it's much faster. There's a lot of AI to run through and they hit like a truck sometimes. And the faction missions are really, really cool. Some are convoluted, but I really enjoy it because it makes you actually have to work with your teammates. It makes you, it gives you a different sense of, ooh, I can do this. And we can just grind this together and this is something to focus on as opposed to just being like, ah, oh, let's go and loot and extract, you know? It, it gives you something else to focus on, which is really great. So that's really fun. I like being able to play DMZ between matches of Warzone where you're just like, ah, you know, I'm kind of tired of just running around and then dying halfway through and we're only in like top 50. Let's go ahead and play some DMZ and, you know, get it out of a system, then come back. It's a really nice way to break. Um, Oh, another plus which brought the score back up for me was the circle splits and then the final circle being uh final circle moving around which was great so my review of warzone took like two weeks to get published just because of holidays and also the fact that i couldn't really get into matches but yeah an eight felt fair it's not perfect it's still fun and an eight is, I believe on our scale, let me scroll down here. Yeah, so an eight on our scale is great. A seven is good. So it means it's fine, right? An eight is great. Um, not perfect, but it's still fun, highly enjoyable and replayable. So yeah, that was my reasoning behind that. And yeah, I hope you do go back and read my in-depth review. It is really fun. Um, I, I do actually end up finding myself playing this a lot more. I haven't even touched Apex this season since the season started. So <laughs> it's, a, it's a little, um, mm, mm. it sucks because Apex was my main game, but I don't know. Warzone has been able to like really capture my attention because it's really easy to jump into gunplay is really easy it's fun the people make it very fun so yeah i gave it an eight replayability is great dmz is great all my friends play it and if, if they're not i can still 
I can convince them to play because it's actually really fun. So, <laughs> All right, I have spent like 24 minutes talking about Warzone. I feel like we can move on to our next topic here. So I wanna talk about, oh my goodness, I wanna talk about Fortnite. Speaking of battle royales that have just constantly, constantly impressed, like Fortnite is one of those that just does not stop to impress. So even if you don't like Fortnite, you have to admit that it is just incredible what they've been able to do. I mean, this is the one game that they've been able to take offline and people will still come back in droves to play. The fact that this season, they took it down and then they upgraded it to Unreal Engine 5.1. They upgraded the engine and they added extra things. That They added extra stuff. So this is a whole new chapter, right? So... Fortnite now has chapters and seasons. Chapters are like encompassing a whole series of seasons. And then they start over. They completely started over fresh. I don't know if you were all part of the event that happened, but basically there was an explosion, galactic explosion, and the you had to help rebuild the island piece by piece, which was really cool. And with chapter four, they incorporated Unreal Engine 5 and Unreal, Unreal Engine 5 helped them bring in Nanite, Lumen, Virtual Shadow Maps, Temporal Super Resolution for PlayStation 5, Xbox Series XS, PC, and cloud gaming, which is incredible. So I'm going to go over what each one does, right? So Nanite provides highly detailed architectural geometry. Specifically, buildings are rendered from millions of polygons in real time, and each brick, stone, wood plank, and wall trim is modeled, which is incredible. For, for something that has such a specific stylized look to it as Fortnite, it is incredible that they have been able to utilize such fine rendering. And Lumen also helps with reflections. So Lumen reflections provide high quality ray traced reflections on glossy materials and water, which when I was playing earlier this weekend, the water looked incredible. The water looked different. I When I landed in the water and I was down, I was like, wait a minute, this water looks nice. <laughs> which is also interesting because Modern Warfare 2, um, Infinity Ward was explaining how they worked on their water graphics and water tech as well. So it's really interesting to see everyone reverting to like, or switching over to really work on their water graphics. So Lumen helps with the water and character lightings and interior spaces. And um, the most interesting part is that outfits that have glowing qualities will scatter light on nearby objects and surfaces. That is a lot of detail for a battle royale like for a fucking battle royale where it's like cartoony art that's incredible and uh virtual shadow maps allow for a highly detailed shadowing each brick leaf and model detail will cast a shadow and character self-shadowing is extremely accurate so that means hats and other small details and characters will also cast shadows temporal super resolution or tsr is an upgrade over temporal anti-aliasing in Fortnite and allows for high quality visuals at a high frame rate. So when I first started playing Fortnite the last season, every time it would take me two games for the game to stop stuttering and kind of get its graphics in order. But now it doesn't take that. It takes like, it takes like 30 seconds for my game to warm up, quote unquote. 
and then it's good to go. And it's been so smooth. It has been so smooth. I turned down all my settings that I don't think I need to. I think with this upgrade update, you actually don't need to turn down your settings as much and because it's it's meant to take off the stress. So uh, yeah, the video settings changed on PC as well. So if you are jumping into this season, make sure that you uh, revert everything back to how you liked it. Because when I started playing, my UI was huge. So a lot of stuff got changed back, but um, there are specific motion blur settings, V-Sync settings, rendering mode, and all that stuff, which is really good. So you can change things back to what you want. So yeah, and you can even turn off all of this extra stuff like the nanite vir virtualized geometry if you want. Um, but it does default to higher epic. So if that's too much stress on your PC, like turn it down. Um, so it, it is really incredible. The GPU uh, requirements that you need is NVIDIA Maxwell generation cards are newer, AMD GCN generation cards are newer. And you need the latest graphic drivers, of course, which I think I actually have. I'll have to double check, but my PC just restarted right before I started uh, recording this podcast. So I'm pretty sure it's back on track. So yeah, <laughs> it must have upgraded. Uh, for PC specifications to run Nanite, you need the GeForce RTX 2080 or newer. Luckily, I am right at that. So I can run it. Um, yeah, you do need the rendering mode to direct X12 as well. So it's incredible though. Like the fact that people kind of overlooked the Fortnite's ability to incorporate such major changes by taking their game offline for like a day or two. That's something that I really want Apex to do because Fortnite over the course of the years has been able to constantly bring in upgrades, new, um, new partnerships with different companies. And it's really cool, but Apex has given us the third same um, Winter Express mode for Christmas and for the holidays for three years in a row. And I love Apex. I think it's one of the best Battle Royales out there, but it is severely lacking in its updates. And I really need them to do some more updates because it is getting very frustrating to try and support this game when you know the developers are really good. You know that they're really talented. They can do so much and they gave us this amazing game, but the updates are just not being released as much as you want. It's kind of like how I feel about Halo Infinite, though to a lesser degree. Halo Infinite's um, updates definitely are far and few between, but they are trying to up their updates, their update speeds at least. But Apex, they have some cool modes that come out during the year, but a lot of them are kind of recycled and it sucks. And I have said this over and over again, I would not mind, and I'm pretty sure everyone else would be happy for this too. If Apex just took one or two days, even a week off, because Fortnite did that once, they took a lot of days off to incorporate the next season. I would not mind if Apex did the same thing to make sure that there were some stabilized stabilizations of their systems. If they could incorporate some new updates, that'd be great. I would not mind that for a new season. And a lot of people have actually asked for the same thing, but there hasn't been any update on that. And it kind of sucks. I love Apex and it pains me to see it not doing so well. Um, obviously there is Pro League that's happening right now for ALGS. People are watching it and they are playing, but I have seen a lot of people drop off from actively playing the game every day. And I see a lot of major streamers switching over to Overwatch 2 or Warzone 
or something else, just playing other stuff and becoming variety streamers because Apex just isn't providing them all of the updates that they need in a season. The start of a season is great. You get all the, you get the new battle pass, you get to see all the new skins, you get to see the new character or weapon and the new map or whatever else changes they're bringing. And then after the first like two weeks, you're kind of like, oh, okay, the same with a few updates. And it used to be enough, but I think with seeing what Warzone 2 even is bringing, like Mini Royale, the ATV Rocket League mode that's not Rocket League, and um, Fortnite with their entire engine overhaul, you're just like, man, um, hmm. Apex is fantastic, has the best movement in a battle royale, but maybe, uh, maybe we could um, benefit from a few changes and uh, go going offline for a little bit. I would love that. <laughs> so it sucks. Like, yeah, you know, ranked, the population of people playing ranked has gone down as well, just because there are so many issues with lag, server, uh, server latency, and it, it sucks. I love that game. I want to see it succeed, but it is hard to root for a game when it is not being supported as well as it could be. So I, this is my... This is my heartfelt letter to Respawn. Please give us more updates and don't be afraid to take the game down for like a day, two days, three days, please, just to incorporate some major updates. A lot of people would thank you in the community. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things where I feel like it would, for the quality of life changes, yes, absolutely, it'd be worth it. But moving on to happier topics. <laughs> High on Life is the latest FPS game from Squanch Games, and it's of course made by uh, Justin Roiland, and which if everyone has probably heard of Rick and Morty, <laughs> um, it's it's really cool. It was created by Justin Roiland and published by Squanch Games, which is his game company, and it released December twelfth for Xbox, Xbox One, Xbox Series XS, PC, and it's on Game Pass. So if you have Game Pass, it's free. Just play it. Um, I chose to install it on my Xbox because I wanted to save space on my PC. And also I heard it ran better on console anyway. So I was doing that. It, the movement's a little weird. Let me, let me get all the negatives out of the way. Movement buttons are a little weird. Uh, duck, like squatting being the down pad on the D-pad is a little strange. But aside from that, it's fun. Um, I honestly didn't think I would like the constant talking from the gun and like other characters, but it works. It works in this context because you know you're going into this world. It's a, it's this alien world. And of course, people are going to be talking and conversing with you because you're different and they just want to get to know you. Also, these aliens are just very friendly and like very talkative, which is really funny. Um, the humor works. It's not, it's not cheesy. It's not like uh, Disney jokes or whatever, right? Like it's completely opposite. And hearing characters say fuck and other curse words so freely is so weird, but it is kind of realistic and refreshing in this setting. I really like it. This is, so I've been playing through God of War Ragnarok. I've been playing Warzone and you know, all these other like really grittier games, right? And being able to play just a lighthearted weird ass game is so fun. It's genuinely one of those things where like, you don't think it would be refreshing to play something that's so stupid, but it's great. <laughs> and apparently there are a lot of Easter eggs that you can miss too. So the fact that there's so much more for you to explore is really cool. And like the whole premise of the game is that you're trying to go up against this like drug lord who likes to collect species and like 
suck their life force or whatever to make them into drugs, which is fucking weird, which is the, the whole point of this game. But there's so many things that you can do. There's so many different decisions and exploration you can do. Also, this game is surprisingly so pretty. Like the environments are actually so gorgeous. I find myself looking around and hoping that there's gonna be a photo mode at some point because I don't think there's one right now, but genuinely the environments and background are so pretty. So I was talking to um, the art director and he was saying that a lot of this was like drawn by hand. A lot of it was like individually created for the backgrounds and it's really, really cool. It's absolutely gorgeous. The colors, having such a colorful game is such a joy. Like Ragnarok is really pretty and I think it has a lot of colors too, but nothing like neon bright things that are outstanding. Like, and weird creatures, right? Shit you don't see. And it's really fucking cool. Also, another thing that I never expected was the boss fights in this game. The boss fights are actually really, really good. Uh, it took me a minute to like get into the flow of things, but like you basically incorporate movement, um, shooting and like other environment environmental things with the boss fights, but I like it. It's fun. It reminds me of like, like Jack and Dexter and, and it's really fucking weird. And I love that. That's like part of the charm. It's so cool. The characters are really interesting. Um, yeah, it feels like a Doom game on acid. Yes, basically like Doom Eternal, but on every single type of drug that you could ever think of. <laughs> And it's so fun. It, it's, it's a first person shooter too, which is interesting. I would have liked to have seen our character a little bit more because we do get to select our character uh, appearance, but you can't really customize them very much and you don't see them. And they're also in a suit most of the time, but it is interesting. I haven't gotten through all of this yet, but I think I am, hmm. I think I'm about like halfway because Joel was also playing this and he we both got to the same halfway point and he ended it or we both got to the same point and then he ended up completing his run in about two streams after. So I think I'm, yeah, I think I'm about halfway through. So yeah, I have three guns, love all of them. They're so cool. I, I just really love how unique this game is. It's not perfect, but it's really fun and it's a really refreshing take on an FPS. And I actually really want to make that knife. I want to make Knifey into a cosplay prop because he's just, I love his design so much. This game is really good. I honestly do want to try this game. Maybe after my first playthrough, I want to try playing this game while high because I feel like it'll be really funny. <laughs> I feel like a lot of things will make more sense and be more fun if I am high. And I feel like the developers definitely took that into account. They're just like, yeah, we want everyone to have fun with this game. Except for, you know, kids. This is definitely not a kid game, even though it looks like it, but it is definitely not a fucking child's game so don't let your kids play this game don't <laughs> um yeah and all, all the different guns are really cool they have their own personalities i love the girl that i have the girl gun that i have now which is like the needler basically and she's super sassy i love her so much yeah the third gun is really cool has the razor blades which is kind of like the uh dead space gun but a little different i love it they're all so cool um, the world, there's just so many different Easter eggs and jokes that you can miss in the art of this world as well. So I highly recommend this game. Again, it's not going to be everyone's taste because some people don't like the constant talking of the characters and such, but you can also turn that down in the settings, which is amazing. So it's really cool. The developers are listening to feedback from like early games, early game access and stuff, which is amazing. 
immediately upon getting your gun, it tells you that you can turn down the conversation between characters. And I'm like, oh, that's great. But like, that's also one of the best parts of this game. And it's not that intrusive. It makes sense. And it's really funny. I remember fucking up this jump one time with the second gun you get where you can slow down, like you pause time for just a slight amount of time. And I kept fucking it up. And my gun just goes, well, you know, I can't do everything. Like that's gotta be on you. Like I, I can't fix everything. And it was just really funny because they comment on what you do and it feels like natural discourse. Like it's shit that I was saying to myself that the guns ended up saying and it felt very natural and I really liked it. So if you want a nice fresh breath of uh, air, in terms of gaming and want to break from all the gritty stuff. This is definitely really funny. This is really funny. And it's not like normal gory either because it's like weird alien creatures, but yeah, I highly recommend it. It's very fun. It, it is very enjoyable, but if you don't like it, I understand it's not for everyone, but give it a try at least. It's, it's on Game Pass. If you have Game Pass, it's free PC, Xbox. Yeah. And they've been constantly rolling out updates to help performance and such, which is great. Like literally the day of launch, because they had early access for a few people, they imp implemented a day one launch update, which is great. And then a few days after that, another update. So they are keeping an eye on this, which is amazing. So yeah, go and go and support Squanch Games and uh, play this game. It's really fun. I really enjoy it. Oh, all right. Well, this was a pretty full solo hosted podcast i always feel bad talking constantly for like 40 or 60 minutes about games and i don't know if they always if the things that i say always make sense but i'm i don't know always wanting to talk about fps games <laughs> especially since so at work i have been uh officially labeled our fps expert at ign so i'm going to be put on for more uh fps stuff so like rainbow six Overwatch 2, Apex, which is my bread and butter, um, more Call of Duty stuff. So I'm gonna be doing all of that. So that is gonna be my area of expertise and I will mostly stay there. So a lot of the previews and such that I do will stay in the FPS genre. So that's just like a little update. And um, yeah, it's gonna be interesting because I haven't played Rainbow Six in so long and I also don't play Overwatch very much. So I'm gonna have to like do a daily rotation of that. So yeah, it'll be interesting, but it's a little life update for you. Next week, next Sunday, I will also be doing this live on Twitch. So make sure to stay tuned. Uh, the time may fluctuate. I wanna aim for 2 p.m. PST on Sundays for live recordings, but we'll see. It, it also depends with like the holidays and such and whatever bookings I might get. So I'll keep everyone updated on my socials. So yeah, that was episode four of Snap Aim Podcast.